0: From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm Christopher Norton. I could not be more excited to host our first interview of 2021. There are a number of voices in our industry sharing their perspective on how advisors can best market to prospects myself included, with this podcast. But sometimes it feels like the same people are talking about the same things over and over. So, while my guest today is one of our industry's most beloved voices in marketing, we're not going to talk about our own perspectives at all. Samantha Russell, welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Man, you really have just the perfect voice
0: to hear. <laughs> you know, my for those that listen to the audio version of this podcast, my father does the intro. I just called him up one day and I was like, I need an intro. Can you do it for me? He had like a major career in radio. And so every time somebody says that, I think, yeah, but my dad is so much better yeah. at it than okay, I am. You're
1: making him proud. No, you do. You're a great And I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to, to talk, but not talk about things that, that we often talk about and just go straight into advisor success stories and hear how people have been doing unique things, making their business stand out, especially in, I'm not going to say the phrase, unprecedented times ever again in my life. But I'm, I'm excited to get into it and hear some of the things that you shared with me as we were prepping for this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, one of the reasons that our our content has been successful is because we just fill it with examples of people out there in the real world getting it done. Um, yeah. And people, that's all they want to know. They want to see examples of what other people have done so that they can be inspired and then work through how they can adopt it, the strategies that work best for their own firm. So excited to share them.
0: Awesome. Me too. Well, you want to kick us off and uh, share one of the one of the great stories that you've heard?
1: Yes. So what I thought I'd start with is if some people out there have not heard of this, there is something called Google Trends. So you can go and see what type of searches are trending in the U.S., in a specific state, um, in the whole world. You know, you can get really, really specific um, and see what people are looking for. And so back in March, when the uh, pandemic was really first starting and we saw a huge dip in the markets and there was so much volatility and a lot of employers were laying people off and they didn't know if they were going to be able to continue offering 401k matching programs. The search term, what should I do with my 401k right now, reached the highest level of searchability it ever had. Wow. So Google ranks things from 0 to 100 and it hit 100. So it was one of the top search terms. So I had shared this with some advisors that we work with and one of them his name's Josh Knoll from Gulf Coast Advisory down in Florida. He created a ton of content around this whole topic of what should I do with my 401k right now. But interestingly, he doesn't actually, he took the route of not necessarily uh, making that content specific to the consumer who'd be searching or the individual investor, but more specifically to the businesses that had to make decisions and what they should do with, with yeah. the plan. So he created a series of webinars. He created a landing page on his website called the 401k project. He posted all of the content, made it available without gating it. So you could show up for the webinar and learn, but you could also after the fact, share those resources with your colleagues. So if you think of it from a content perspective, right? Let's say I own a small business or I'm in HR at a company and I go and I attend this webinar, it's filled with value. After the fact, I've emailed the slides, I can then forward that on to other, you know, people, my peers, my colleagues in HR and other companies that I've networked with. So it has turned into a hugely successful opportunity for his business. He's got, like I said, a whole section of his website on this 401k project. And has led to so many referrals and future other companies asking him to come on and present. And I think the key here was being incredibly timely, making it free for everyone and keeping it purely educational. So it's not at all a sales pitch. It's nothing about what he can do for you. He's just giving away the information for free. And then people are asking him to continue to work with them or give their advice based upon um, what he shared.
0: That's fantastic. And a, and a great note that you can get that specific with Google Trends. We use it here at Potomac, but, but serving a nationwide audience, we don't often drill down into specific locations. So that's a really interesting note that you can get that specific with your target market.
1: Yeah, it's such a great tool. And you can also, if you're not if you don't know about this already, there's something called Google Search Council. So if you um, have it set up where your website's being tracked by using Google Analytics, there's a separate tool that, so a lot of people know Google Analytics, not everybody knows Google Search Council. You can set that up and then you can drill down even further so you say, okay, what should I do with my 401k is a top trending search term right now. Let's see how many people are landing on my blogs already related to the search term, something to do with 401k. So maybe you are you have a really great blog post about, my, you know, your company offers a matching pro, 401k matching program, so how much should you contribute? And you're getting some good hits from that. You might want to then play with the same grouping of keywords on the next piece of content you create and hyperlink those two articles together. So Google Search Console will give you insight to your specific website, what people are landing on from the search terms. And then Google Trends just tells you the country as a whole or individual states or cities what people are searching for.
0: Very cool. There's a a story that I wanted to share that is, at least at the onset, as lo-fi as it gets when it comes to to marketing. There's a firm that I worked with um, in my agency days that I've just stayed in touch with because I'm I want to see them be successful. We're obviously not working together anymore, but they used to do old school dinner seminars, like like as classic advisor as it as it got. They're they're from the Houston area, and they they targeted um, specifically industry executives and in in a, in a specific industry. I, I won't go any further than that. But they, when the pandemic hit. No more dinner seminars, just their entire, entire marketing strategy gone and they didn't know what to do. So they decided they wanted to keep the concept going because it had been tremendously successful. They knew that industry so well, and they knew if they could just sit down and talk to people that it would work. So what they did was they replaced the dinner seminar with an online dinner and wine tasting event where they partnered with a local chef who would deliver specific meals for the event and then they would host these smaller group online seminars where they were still sharing a meal together and doing everything over Zoom and talking through their presentation and it, and what i found interesting was they said it was actually more intimate that way because instead of a a, a big room of people with you know a lot of commotion going on you had smaller groups You could answer more questions specifically and really dive in with people. And I thought that was such an interesting thing because... Not only did they take something out of a dining room and bring it into an online setting, but then they realized they had content at the end of that and they could pull pieces out of their presentations, begin to use them in social media, begin to use them on their website to market future events, to show people exactly what this is and what it could be. And it has completely evolved the way they connect with people, even though it's based on the same lo-fi concept that people have been doing for
1: 50 years. I, that is such a great idea, having the chef or whether they're dropping it off or the chef or the restaurant's dropping it off. And you're supporting local businesses who are struggling to boot, which is, you know, exactly. feather in your cap. But, yeah, I mean, people underestimate when you take things, when you take meetings or events online, you now have the ability to repurpose that content, which is such such a win. And, you know, people forget about that. Um, but your your story actually makes me think of another story um, that of an advisor they every single November would do this really big shred day they're in a uh, warmer climate so it's not weird to do it in November where <laughs> people um, would come to the office and they had like a wine tasting I think they had um, somebody who would you could everyone could bring one item and they had an appraiser there like an antiques roadshow style thing where they would appraise That's one awesome. item and you could bring a friend. So, right, everybody wants to get some some valuable in their home appraised. Yeah. Um, so you get your paper shredded. You got a fun meal. And they had this appraiser there. Well, they didn't know how to, you know, redo this in pandemic COVID times. Um, but they knew they wanted to do something. So they came up with the idea for the Shred Give and Get event. Mm-hmm. So they had they found a mobile shred truck. So it's truck on wheels.
0: That's awesome. And
1: they would go to people's homes at a certain time or like in certain neighborhoods, posted up, and then people could bring their papers to shred. Um, and then they actually had a local um, bakery and I think this is in Atlanta, a local um, Atlanta bakery make specific treats to give to everybody. And they also then um, made a donation in like for every person who came and brought paper, they made a donation to um, like a local restaurant business fund to help different restaurants. Um, So it turned out to be a great event. They still were able to see people safe at a social distance, wearing their masks because they could be, you know, come to the truck and the mobile truck was able to go to each person. So, you know, thinking outside the box for how do we take something, some experience we have already been doing with success and, Flip it, make it so that it can still happen. And I think the other thing that people are finding, and you'll have to tell me what that other advisory firm if this held true for them is that people are so starved for social interaction. You know, they are almost yep. even more likely to come right now than before.
0: No, precisely. They, they're they getting a higher volume of yeses to their virtual events than they were to their in-person ones because people don't have anything to do. And they're like, I, yeah, absolutely. Let's hang out for a while and talk. I don't have nobody to talk to. <laughs> let's, let's do this.
1: So, so true. I mean, I don't know, but I think I saw – I think it was your team, somebody making a joke about, well, nobody has anything to do, so we're all just working more. Yes, I, I that was that...
0: our beloved leader, Manish, stating that 2020 was his favorite year because none of us have anything to do, so we just work all the time. <laughs> He's <true>. not
1: wrong. <laughs> it really is true. Productivity is rising. But I think that also holds true for for people being more concerned pre-retirees, retirees, business owners, everybody is concerned about their finances and, you know, that you feel un- that uneasiness of what is the future going to hold? When will maybe the stock market catch up with what we see in the economy? And then, right. you know, it makes you more likely to say yes to somebody who's willing to come and talk to you and give you a financial education.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's always exciting to hear examples of how other people are doing this. And I very much appreciate your time and, and generosity and just sharing your, your stories and, and what you've heard with, with our audience. Before we end, I, I want to do recommendations, um, especially as we enter the new year here. So tell me, what's, what's, what's your top recommendation for our audience?
1: Yeah, so um, my husband makes fun of me because I am always trying to come up with new ways to entertain our children during all of this always. time we have together mm-hmm. at home. He always. says I should let them just, you know, let their imaginations run free a little bit more. <laughs> and that could be dangerous
0: sometimes, though, yes. when it gets they're quiet. Two,
1: they're only two and five, so I need to, like, get them set up. So um, in the morning, I do this thing called breakfast invitations, where I'll set something up the night before, think really, really simple and easy, and then when it's chaotic in the morning and we're all trying to get stuff done, I can wake up early, get my workout in and finish things up on my computer even before they come downstairs. And once they come downstairs, they will be entertained by this while I am finishing things up or making their breakfast or just nice. drinking my coffee and piece. So there's two accounts. Um, one's called Busy Toddler, even though her ideas are for everyone. And the other one is called Days with Gray. And they both offer basically daily, these really easy things to do. So a quick example, yesterday's invitation was a Christmas hunt where it was a piece of paper. I drew eight different Christmas themed things. So it was like a reindeer, a snowman, a star, a tree. And then I duplicated those on smaller pieces of paper and hid those items all around the house. And then I set a timer and said, the two of you work together to find all eight of them and run back and tape them to the wall and we'll see what your time is. And then they did it for the rest of the morning trying to beat their score, you know, time after time. So that has been a huge recommendation that I've been sharing with all of the other families I know who have little ones at home underfoot while also <laughs> trying to work.
0: That is incredible. I'm going to check that out myself. I love it. I So along the same vein, I am always looking for entertainment that skews into the educational side of things and that also I don't hate. So, (laughs) um, indeed, uh, Apple TV plus has a new nature series and one of the episodes is called earth at night in color, which sounds awkward until you realize what it is. They have, I've, I've been a video guy my entire career and I have absolutely no idea how they have done this. But what they have done is gone into really remote parts of the world to capture footage of animals in the middle of the night with no lights. And their whole point is uh, many of the species on Earth are in fact nocturnal and we've never really had an opportunity to observe them in their natural behavior, in their natural habitat at night because it is dark. And this technology that they're using is makes it look like it's the middle of the day. Like it's not just like bad nighttime footage that they've brightened up. It literally looks like it's noon in That's full so- color, but it's it's actually one o'clock in the morning. And it's it's incredible. And it's so cool. And my son, who is seven, is mesmerized by it. And I am too, because you you're learning a whole bunch and you're seeing things you've never gotten to see before. Absolutely worth a look. That Very is. Cool.
1: So cool. We will definitely have to. It's it's a struggle to find things that, you know, mom and dad like to watch as well as the kids.
0: <laughs> Always. That is. That is the real Pretty challenge. <laughs> Well, Samantha, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, everyone who listens to our podcast. We appreciate it. Don't forget to share, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we'll see you back next week. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management.